Good morning, my kings and queens, princesses and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is September the 9th, 2021. And today we are going to do a throwback um, to something that we've done before, but still relevant to right now. So as we begin, let's begin our day with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for being in our life. We thank you for ordering our steps. We thank you for being over our steps. We thank you for being over our affairs. We thank you, God, for on this day, beginning today, that we don't have to look backwards and we don't have to turn our position to look backwards, but to look forward to you and to go onward into the journey. So we are confident that you who are is our creator, who began a good work in us, will continue to allow us to be able to move forward. And thank you, God, for all your mercy, grace, forgiveness, love, and self-control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. If you have your Bible, please open it up. If you have your social media device, swipe up, swipe down, swipe left, swipe right. Download the following scripture. It is coming from the book of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It is Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. I will be reading from the voice translation. I am confident that the Creator, who has begun such a great work among you, will not step in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king, returns to redeem the world. Let me repeat it one more time. I am confident that the creator, who has begun such a great work among you, will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king, returns to redeem the world. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. If I had to give this a title again today, it would be called Getting Our Fairs in Order So That We Can Complete Our Journey. Getting Our Fairs in Order So We Can Complete Our Journey. This was a part of the self-control, which was Fruit of the Spirit series. We're in discombobulation. That is, you're a lot of your days. You're in a lot of your days are stunned or in a bewildered condition. You're in a befufflement. You're in a bewilderness. In a daze. You're in a state of fog, muddled, mystified, mystified, perplexed, puzzled, stupefaction, stupor, trance. Your mind fluctuates through calmness and depression on any given day, any given hour, any given minute. For no apparent reason, you're happy and sad in the same sentence. Wait up and down and all around. You just can't find any stability. You keep plateauing up and plateauing up and plateauing up. 
just like just life up and down all around trying to enjoy something but even that is short-lived you gain you get many gains but you get more more shortcomings than you do gains and you don't understand why in fact your weight keeps going up and up and up despite your your heart of trying to do something right to make it go to the left it keeps going to the right your relationships are harder to jail and there's little sincerity your family for the most is maladaptive that is you know it's kind of like psychotic at most times jesus has come got the keys back from hell so look to him can you do that which is where i help which is where i help comes from but our journey begins and ends with jesus we have to remember that if you want change your journey begins and ends with jesus and before we came into the world, the world tampered with our beginning, and for many, they hated God. Know that God has this too. The heavenly warriors defeats the beast. That is our beast that is causing our okie-doke, that is causing our ruin. This is because we're not working our purpose, and we're off track. We're turning around instead of moving forward. We keep going back to the back to what was before instead of turning around, giving it to God and moving forward. The world says we're successful if we have a beautiful home, a loving, attractive spouse, 2.5 children and other things that have absolutely nothing to do with our success as a believer of Christ, because it cannot be judged by man. What the world sees is one way, God sees another way. And since God is our creator, the world cannot judge the creator in any aspects of the creator. Our being is finite. God is infinite. Just a few words of what we think about God is fewer minutes of space and time in hope that we have things current without the triune god we are driving a car without the wheels and the engine so you don't have what you think you have and what you think you know in today's time when i went off to college in 1979 one of my professors told us to turn to the left, turn to the right, one of you will not be here at the end of the quarter. God, but God is a constant God. God is a real thing. It's the real thing. God will be with us even when we feel empty, isolated, when we feel abandoned and no one cares. When we are left alone, we are not alone. God is there for us. In all of our seasons, God is there for us. The world will do spot checks. God doesn't have to do spot checks because he is there. He is faithful until completion. Are you? Are we? Most of us abandon all about 
before we get going on a project after step one, after step two, step three, or even step four. If you make a list of things to do, is the list completed? Most times it's not. Sometimes it is. Maybe once one item is completed. Did you make a list? So can so you can keep track of things, have a record to track, or just to remind yourself of your commitment to yourself. We should always be on the progressive journey. We die daily. It is our daily spiritual journey of reflection. Jesus has never left us. We've abandoned things, but not the triune God. Remember, Jesus does not stop in the middle of things. He continues it to completion. We have to become mindset of doing things and completing it. No matter how long it takes, we have to complete it. It really isn't over until Jesus returns to redeem the world. So you might as well go ahead and complete the task. In the meantime, put up your cross, those things causing you to struggle, and keep moving forward and onward with the hope of coming out, coming over, under and through our bridges of troubled water. Remember the scripture says that God does not stop midway. We stop midway. Just turn forward and keep going. Don't look back. Don't be like God's wife. Remember it says, remember Lot's wife. And in our life, we need to remember Lot's wife because sometimes we are Lot's wife because we want to stop at face or drop off and put it up under the rug or shove it up under the bed or throw it in the back of the closet or have empty suitcases. I mean, not open uh, empty suitcases, but suitcases full of things that we would have, could have, should have. So what to the things of the world? We've got to stop falling for the same okie doke. We've got to get our mind out of it. We've got to put our spirit into it and let it move forward. In the passage of scripture that we have for the focus scripture today, Paul is encouraging the Philippians by telling them how much he prays for them and is now telling them of his confidence in not only their perseverance, but in their sanctification. This speaks, this verse speaks to the process by which we are made like Christ. While the final touches will be put on at the end of the time, we are not to wait around unchanged. Seeing Christ as the end goal, the faithful Christian that is us, hopefully, will seek to grow in godliness until the day he or she dies or Christ returns. The good news about all of this, God is the one who saved us by his great mercy and because of his great love for us. God is the one who saved us by his great mercy because of his great love for us. He did not put us on a probation of 90 days like the companies do today. You know, you have that 90-day buffer zone to see if you like them, see if they like you, to see if you fit. You see if they fit, and if you don't, 
somebody's got to go. Either they go and you walk away or or you go or they go and you walk away. Well, because of him, we are born again and made into a new creation. He will not now leave us on our own, but has a plan to sanctify us. See, Jesus always had the plan from the beginning of time before we were even conceived in our mother's womb. That is, God will make us holy and will do in our flesh what he has done in our spirit. The scriptures tells us, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And if you want reference to that, that's in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. So as we break down the key parts of Philippians 1, verse 6, be confident of this. God has not not only has, well, Paul has not only had the assurance of his own salvation, but also of theirs. He has seen the Philippian church in action and believes them to be the real deal. Furthermore, it is not by our own strength. It is not by our own strength. Stop doing things on your own strength and will that they will return the race to the end, but will but by the will of goodness of God. Paul is confident because he trusts in God. Number two, um, he who began a good work in you. Remember, he who began a good work in you. Remember, Jesus does not stop in the middle. God stated this, and he will finish it. God called them. God called you. God has given them his spirit as a deposit. God has given you his spirit as a deposit. We find eternal security in the fact that it was God who saved us when we could not save ourselves. So stop trying to save yourself. Just go to Jesus. It was God who loved us and sent his only begotten son to die for us. When we had no love in us. Sometimes you could didn't at times in your life. You may not have loved yourself. But God never stopped loving you. Number three about this whole thing. Jesus would carry it on to completion. Remember I told you early in the focus scripture. God does not stop midway. We stop midway. The world stops midway. But God does not stop midway. If they are saved, then they are saved to grow. God doesn't save anyone and then turn them into likeness of his son in one way or another. If you consider yourself a Christian, or you consider yourself walking with Christ, but have no real desire to change and become like him, Go and cry out to God because something is going on. You need to get your affairs in order. You will either need to be genuinely saved. That is, you need to do some soul searching 
on your own or you need to have him lift you up whatever the deception from your eyes that makes you think anything other than to live in Christ. And we all have those days. It's not just in person down the street or the person that's homeless. We all struggle with that. That's why it says we die daily because we do die daily. We all have struggles. And remember this, number four, until the day of Christ Jesus. And remember this again, until the day of Christ Jesus, just until the day of Christ Jesus. This will go on, but not indefinitely. Jesus will return and in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We shall be changed. If we have not put on our faith in him for salvation, call out to him. That is prayer. Call out to say, Jesus, I need some help. And repent, whatever's going on with you. You don't have to go through this hoo-ha. He knows what's going on with you. You know what's going on with you. Or you think, you think, you know. But you need to just repent. If you have participated in your training in godliness, if you belong to God, then you will desire to grow. Because you just can't be saying that you saved and you sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. And you drive on. Wake up, brothers and sisters, and, and get with the program. We all struggle. Stop looking at Peter and Paul and look at yourself. God is a progressive God. The world is, is oppressive. God is stable. The world is so unstable. God is a way maker. The world is a way breaker. God is optimistic. The world is pessimistic. God is always available to us. The world is sometimey and unavailable. And this is very important. To fully understand our struggle and our journey, we must understand the reign of Jesus as the scripture entails in Revelation chapter 20. And you can read this for yourself, but here's the real on Revelation 20. The second coming of Jesus Christ is the hope of believers that God is in control of all things. Remember I say he don't stop he don't stop halfway through. That's our stuff. And is faithful to the promises and prophecies in his word. In his first coming, Jesus Christ came to save as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem, just as prophesied. Jesus fulfilled many of the prophecies of the Messiah during his birth, his life, his ministry, his death, and resurrection. However, there are some prophecies regarding the Messiah that Jesus has not yet fulfilled. In the second coming of Christ will be the return of Christ and fulfilled and to fulfill the remaining prophecies. See, in the first coming, Jesus was a suffering servant. In his second coming, Jesus would be the conquering king. In his first coming, Jesus arrived in the most humbled circumstances. In the second coming, Jesus will arrive with the armies of heaven at his side. The Old Testament prophets did not make clearly this distinction between the two comings. This can be seen in Isaiah um, chapter 7. In chapter 9 and Zechariah chapter 14. 
as a result of the prophecies seeming to speak of two individuals, many Jewish scholars believed there would be both a suffering Messiah and a conquering Messiah. What they fail to understand is that there is only one Messiah, and he would fulfill both roles of the suffering servant. And in his first coming, Jesus will fulfill the role of Israel's deliverer and king in his second coming. Zechariah in Revelation describes the second coming. Look back to Jesus being pierced. Israel and the whole world were mourned for not having accepted the Messiah the first time he came. So after Jesus ascended into heaven, the angels declared to the apostles, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That we can reference Acts and Zechariah on this. And Zechariah identifies the location of the second coming as a Mount of Olives. In map in the book of Matthew, it declares at the time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of the Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. In Titus, he describes the second coming as a glorious appearing. The second coming is spoken of in greatest detail in Revelations, back it up to chapter 19. It says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dripped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of the heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the wine's press of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Again, the heavenly warriors defeats the beast, and our beast that's causing our okey-doke, our roaring. So like I said before in the very beginning, that Christ does not have step. He will complete everything. So get your affairs in order so that you can complete your journey. Our liberating king returns to redeem us. And remember, God does not stop. In mid design, he wants to continue, wants you to, us all to can keep on going to perfection 
until that day that Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king, has come back and just go on forward. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Love yourselves. Love others. Complete your task for this day. Don't look to your left or your right. Don't turn your position around and look at before. But look ahead and remember Lot's wife. She looked back and wanted to go back. Don't you look back because you'll want to go back. God is trying to get you to move forward. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Selah.